0: Welcome everyone to Tamriel Adventures, the show that brings you information from all across the far ages of Tamriel. I'm your host, of course, Eric Cicillior, and today my merchant friend and I are in Canarthi's Roost. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Dwemer today, not the Khajiit, unfortunately, but I didn't want to have to travel all the way to Hammerfell or Skyrim or Morrowind. So, merchant, how are you today? This is well. thanks for asking. So, have you ever been in any Dwemer ruins? This one is afraid of Dwemer constructs, but I've seen plenty of Dwemer creations. They're quite genius, no? Yeah, Dwemer are known for their mechanical prowess, so we are going to be talking about that later on but first let's get to some news there isn't a lot of news today Um, the only thing that's really been said is that ESO and Doom Eternal are both going to be released on the next gen consoles the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5. However If you already have these on the Xbox One or the PS4, you will get them for free whenever they're released. So good on Bethesda for that. So that is really about it as far as the news. So as far as my gameplay, um, you probably noticed that I haven't been streaming much lately. So with the Legendary run being done for the moment it starts up tomorrow again with season two i've been taking a break mostly from fallout 76 i've still been playing a little bit mostly what i've been playing oddly enough is sims 4 i've been playing a ton of sims 4 and i don't feel like that's stream worthy however i have streamed a little bit. I streamed some yesterday. I played quite a bit of Skyrim. I did a lot of the companion storyline. Made some good progress in there. I killed a couple dragons. Unlocked a couple of dragon shouts. Um, I killed Grellad the quote unquote kind in Riften so I could start the Dark Brotherhood quest. I did the um first quest with the thieves guild the introduction to the thieves guild so yeah i played a lot of skyrim yesterday probably close to five hours so you can go check that out on my twitch stream twitch.tv slash sulior Um, i'll probably play a little bit today not really fallout 76 with the legendary run starting tomorrow i'll probably get back into that tomorrow uh, I played some stuff on my Switch, but I'll talk about that on Saturday when we record our first birthday episode. Nintendo's first birthday is this weekend, so we're gonna be celebrating with some friends. Uh, we're gonna be we're gonna have Fresh Tomatoes, the Nintendo Dads, and Jameson from the DL on our on our uh, special episode that we're recording. So really that's about it as far as my gameplay so let's take a short break and then let's talk about the Dwimmer. so stay tuned see you on the other side Alright guys, so let's get right into it. Thank you for joining me again after that short break. So, the Dwemer are known as the People of the Deep, and they are a fabled lost race of Merv from Dwemerith, which mostly consisted of modern-day Marland, And they are believed to have been the most prolific there, though they did have a strong presence in Hammerfell, High Rock, and Skyrim. The races of Myrrh use the term Dwimmer, which translates to deep elves or deep folk, but men commonly refer to them as dwarves. The early history of Dwimmer is still clouded in mystery, and there's no known story of their disassociation from the Altmer. This must have occurred very early on in Tamrielic history, as their society bore few correlations with that of the Altmer, besides some similar legal principles according to legend though the Dwemer originated from the same group of elves as the Dunmer and were treated as another tribe later on as a secular great house and this makes a lot of sense considering they both migrated to and settled in Resdane which became Morrowind the Dwemer built elaborate underground cities near and beneath mountain ranges including the Velothi Mountains and Red Mountain in the mountains of the isles of stros many misconceptions about them have abounded for centuries and scholars long thought that most dwemer ruins which dotted tamriel outside of morrowind were mere outposts and that there were few significant dwemer settlements until around first era 420. the presentation of the dwemer in fictitious but popular novels like ancient tales of the dun or of the dwemer sorry the dwemer and also lodged in an inaccurate impression of them in popular consciousness, painting them as familiar, comfortable characters who were very similar to humans. In reality, though, they were better described as having a fearsome, unfathomable, and even cruel, though careful, intelligent, and industrious. Their society consisted of free-thinking yet reclusive clans devoted to the secrets of science, engineering, and the arcane until they mysteriously disappeared around 1st era 700, which was the Battle of Red Mountain, and we talked about that in the Dragon Breaks episode. The history of Dwemer is mostly a record of their conflicts with other races and with each other, and the timeline is imprecise for many of these events. They perpetually settled along the coasts of Marland and founded Dwemerith. They became involved in clashes with the newly arrived Chimer in the late Marithic era over land, resources, and religion. Dwemeri culture was agnostic and preferred reason to faith, while the Chimer were still staunch Daedra worshippers. However, the Nord invasion of present day Marland around 1st era 240, led by High King Frog the Gifted, I think that's how you pronounce that, brought a common enemy the Chimer and the Dwemer could unite against. Although the Nords conquered all of mainland Marland and absorbed it into their first empire, they never succeeded in subduing the Dwemer kingdom of Vardenfell, which remained independent and strong. Amidst the Nords' occupation, it, Dumach the Dwarf King and Indoral Nerevar forged an alliance which ultimately succeeded in repelling the invaders in 1st Era 416, leading to the establishment of the First Council and the joint Dwemer-Chymer state of Resdane. In 1st Era 420, the militaristic Warken clan opposed the accord of, with the Chimer and chose self-exile. The chieftain is said to have thrown the Volandrung hammer across Tamriel and led his clan to wherever the hammer fell. An image which has been depicted in a number of ruins in Hammerfell. The in named the land Volandfell, which later was somewhat mistranslated to Hammerfell. <laughs> which, yeah, a hammer fell into the land, and it, that became the name Hammerfell. In the following decades, Clan Krogan decided to follow Clan Warkin's footsteps and migrated west into Skyrim to establish the new holdings of their own. Now, this is a very hard word to pronounce, but Arkhanthasem became the first Dwemer city-state in Skyrim, and its reputation for flourishing, despite constant attacks from, from the Nords, encouraged other Dwemer clans to expand westward. A number of these clans soon formed... A loose alliance of four city states that was regarded as unassailable. Clan Krogan later established a sister city, Fing. These words are nearly impossible to pronounce, you need to look up Dwemer words. In the Dragon's Teeth Mountains, which replaced Arkanthazm as the clan's seat of power. Numerous Dwemer holdings and city-states soon dotted Skyrim from the Vallathi Mountains to Markarth, which is now the Reach. Yeah, Markarth looks very Dwemer in their architecture. The city-states burrowed deep underground, masking their true size, and several of them were linked by the gargantuan cavern known as Falzardumden. Falzardumden. I think that's fall Falzardumden. The Dwemer in Skyrim pro- pro- prospered there for a long time, but this prosperity proved to be short-lived. The city-states discovered deposits of Ethereum in their deepest delvings, and the yeah, that, that word led to the research program to develop technology to harness Arthe- Ethereum's power. The resulting Ethereum forge produced Ethereum artifacts of such immense power that the Dwemer alliance immediately shattered, and the four city-states and their rivals went to war over the control of the forge. After decades of conflict, the Dwemer were weakened to such an extent that the Nordic armies commanded by High King Gelder finally succeeded in conquering them in three short years. A century would pass before the Dwemer mustered the strength to reclaim their lost lands. Sometime after the Alessian Slave Rebellion, which I talked about in a previous episode, very, yeah the Aeliod episode various Aliad kingdoms launched a desperate search for f- the fabled Wrathstone, and they believed that it would lead them to a weapon that would be their salvation against the encroaching forces of the Alessian Empire. An expedition marched to the Dwemer city of Mzufut, M Z U L F T. Mzufut, I think is how you pronounce that. And that is in the hold of East March in Skyrim, where it was rumored that the Stone was held. The Aliots besieged Mzulft, but failed to breach it or retrieve the artifact. At the time, the aliens were unaware that the Dwemer only possessed the left half of the Rathstone, and that half was stored not at Mizzlefoot, but at the nearby Zill. the famed Dwemer artifact. Mhuvnak. M- 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 I don't know. Left Mizzlefoot for. Pragnozol immediately after t- the attack to retrieve the artifact. I'm going to have to hear some of these words pronounced by Bethesda, because this is fucking ridiculous. I'm <laughs> just saying. But they... Imi- they... Left Muzzlefoot for Cagnozol immediately after the attack to retrieve the artifact, realizing that it may need to be better guarded. You think it is thought that he found the defenses of kragnozol inadequate and built the vault of mulvuk mulvuk i think that's the best i can do with that word to house it instead long after long after the time of mulvuk mulvuk i don't know followed musselfoot's temporary fall to the Nords and subsequent reclamation by the Dwemer. The vault of Moldvuk I don't know uh, was buried in a mountain of ice and lost. The Dwemer of Muzzlefoot attempted to use their oculary to locate the Frost Vault but no record of the results of their search was found and the left half of the stone was not reclaimed. Meanwhile, the Dwemer in Skyrim had also planted seeds of another crisis by ta- by taking in the Snow Elves. I talked about that um, during the Fall of the Snow Prince episode and other ones. <clears throat> While King Harold was credited with driving the last of the elves out of Skyrim before the end of his reign in First Era 221, pockets of them survived in the wilderness and eventually sought sanctuary with the Dwemer. Although they agreed to provide the snow elves safe haven in the underground realm, the distrustful Dwemer rendered them blind by forcing them to consume toxic fungi once found growing deep underground. The snow elves became the servants of the Dwemer, and then, after several generations degenerated into the corrupted slaves, the Falmer. After generations of subjugation with the Falmer rebelled leading to the War of the Crag, a bloody conflict that was waged far below the surface of the while the Nords remained completely oblivious. The war lasted several decades and was only ended when the Dwemer vanished, which how they and why they vanished is still debated to this day. The Dwemer inexplicably disappeared during the Battle of Red Mountain, the biggest and final battle of the War of the First Council. This perfectly came about due to the efforts of Lord Krognek, who was the chief tonal architect of the Dwemer, responsible for designing the great freeholds of the Second Empire. Krognek constructed Krognek's tools to harness the powers of the Heart of Lorcon, which the Dwemer had discovered beneath Red Mountain. When the Chimer found out, they considered this aim blasphemous and sought to stop it. Kagnarak's exact goal remains unclear, but it's believed he sought to heighten his race to a new medium. The disappearance of a whole race in an instant sparked many theories, but it's generally thought to have followed this attempt to use the tools on the heart, and it simply coincided with the war. It appears that the Dwemer were conflicted on their use of the heart. Some opposed its use, warning that massive side effects would likely happen while a majority of the tonal archi- architects, including Kagnarak and the bethuand Mizark, who wrote The Egg of Time which downplayed the risks of tampering with the heart of Lorcan, wished to proceed. It appears that all members of the Dwemer race were simply removed from the world. When a previously untouched Dwemer ruins of Bas' Amasin were in Mournhold were rediscovered numerous piles of ashes were present next to the weapons and armor on chairs and the beds and suggested that Dwemer bodies were simply reduced to ash in some way the dwarf Yagrim Bagarn, however is the last known living being of his kind and you encounter him during the main story of Marwin so yeah it was really cool to see an actual living Dwemer even though he's the last one he returned to Tamriel from his journey to, in the Outer Realm and came to discover his people missing. So he wasn't even in Nirn or on Nirn when it happened. In Fourth Era 201, Arneil Gagne, a researcher in the College of Winterhold in Skyrim, attempted to recreate the circumstances of the Dwemer's appearance. I'm sorry, disappearance. After obtaining keen, one of Cagnerex tools but vanished suddenly in the process well okay i have not seen that so that's news to me i'm gonna have to seek that guy out but this strengthens the theory that kagenrock's use of tools was the cause of the disappearance some scholars still resist the notion that the dwemer disappeared all at once period a theory also exists that their sudden extinction was caused by the reversal of the usual process involving the earth bones, the nature I'm sorry, the laws of nature, rather than creating the profane by commanding the sacred such as the conjuration magic or daedra worship. They sought to create a numidium, their own sacred from the death of the profane Vivek, the warrior poet god of the Dunmer. Similarly, he believed that the disappearance of the Dwemer is in some way owned to their divine sin, attempting to create a god for their own purpose from the remains of the god of Lorkon. Whether their use of Cagnorak's tools in this process or simply their intentions resulted in the extinction remains unclear to in this, to this theory. A few theories about the Dwemer's disappearance emerged from the popular ancient tales of the Dwemer books, such as the idea that the Adra and the Daedra were offended by the Dwemer's religious skepticism and played a part in the disappearance, or that the Dwemer were frightened by Azura whose nature they couldn't understand nor control hid from her sight by adopting the Altmeri or Chimeri cultists, and would still be alive in modern days. However, these books are in fact fiction adapted from various non Dwemer tales with the history sorry, historical accuracy written by Gore Felling under his pseudonym Marobar Sul. Nobody really knows what happened to the Dwemer and honestly, I doubt Bethesda will ever give us a definite answer because it's it kind of keeps people interested it's like, you know Wolverine's story, nobody knew his backstory or his history until the origin graphic novel and part of his whole existence was that you know search for his past so i doubt we'll ever know but let's talk about what is still left behind in their technology so the dwemer appeared to have been highly technologically advanced and particularly a dogmatic race other races have still not cracked the secrets behind their metal. Their weapons were simple but effective. Weaponsmiths relied on creating quality materials first and merely allowed them to form allowed the form of those materials to flow from the method of the weapons use. Their mastery of steam and geothermal power through tapping into the natural lava sources under Morrowind allowed them to create airships, sentient machines, Mechanical observatories and lighting systems that continue to work for centuries without any maintenance. Yeah, their stuff that they built is still around in the fourth era. and Like the oculary, the, you know, the robots that try to kill you, you know. They really relied on steam power and things like that. Most of their settlements are still inhabited by the animicolory, the Enchanted Mechanical Guardians, simply known as Centurions or Spheres. They simply... They appeared somehow linked to their place of origin and lose power if removed from the vicinity. So that's why you never see them anywhere else outside of the Dwemer Dwemer Ruins. This may explain why the animiclory remain active even after so long, and supports the theory that they are strongly influenced by magic. Additionally, it appears that some of the animiclory are capable of interpreting actions of people around them, in a sense perceiving their intent while responding accordingly. So yeah, they know how to fight. The Dwimmer were somewhat com- comforted by their ability to empower lifeless fabrics into active beings, denying the organic power of the gods while at the same time transcending the mortal systems of life. This culture, often seen as sheer arrogance by others, allowed their technological capabilities to accelerate well ahead of that of any race. In addition, the Dwemer also appeared to have been dabbling extensively and somewhat successfully in some of the more divine or arcane arts, and sought to harness the supernatural powers of the divines within their mechanical technology even keeping an elder scroll within the massive underground complex of blackreach and skyrim And blackreach is basically a big underground glimmer city the dwemer had headgear known as dwarven miters which gave them the ability that was known as the calling which seems to have been similarly similar to telepathy It allowed the Dwemer to communicate with each other over great distances. Three known varieties of miter exist. When the master miter, worn by the Tuthomuz, T-U-A-T-H-M-U-M-U-Z, or center pylon of their thought-calling system, it contains three finials, F-I-N-I-A-L-S, I almost said finals, but there's an extra I there. Thought to have been broadcast foci. The spiked meter has spikes that believed that they actually functioned as a Diric antenna, helping with long-distance thought calls. A common visor miter lacks these features. It has been suggested that in the last moments before they disappeared, Lord Kagnarek, used the calling to summon all the Dwemer people and rally them to carry out his plans to transcend the mortal plane. Whether this was related to their demise is not known or certain. So, very little is known about, the, about Dwemeria, Dwemerius, their Dwemer twung, but it has, there have been many attempts to translate it using Aldmeris for reference and comparison. Several different incomplete styles of written Dwemeris appeared throughout Tamriel. The glyphs found on the ruins of Strasmacai differ significantly from those found in Cyrodiil and Morrowind, and this suggests that there may have been dialects or variations across the Dwemer clans. Some of the spoken Dwemeris remains in prefixes and suffixes, in historical names such as Volen, meaning hammer, Fell, meaning city given Vollenfell in the city of Hammer. Makes sense. So Dwimmer lived in strongholds, often called freehold colonies, or city-states, which are typically laden with ancient steam-powered contraptions, many of which are still running. They are thought to have delved down to a certain threshold in the ground, known as the Geocline, where they began building the vital structures of colonies. There are hundreds, if not thousands, of Dwemer buildings made of precise squared shapes, but far few examples of rounded or curved stonework, suggesting that the Dwemer favored well-calculated designs based on angled lines rather than the riskier, more imprecise calculations using arcs and curves. Numerous pipes can be found in Dwemer ruins, and many devices and constructs appear to admit steam from their inner workings. There may be boilers or similar components housed inside Dwemer's Centurions, and it has been speculated that the constructs are powered by some kind of checkpoint in each ruin, or possibly by the combined signal of every ruin's mechanics, but it's not certain. There seem to have been regional differences in architecture and engineering styles. For instance, the prevalent style among the northern clans is now known as the Deep Venue, wherein several structures are built within natural caverns. Archonauts are similar, largely above-ground structures, which are believed to have been research centers of some kind. Though little is known about them thanks to the looters. Yeah, I've, I've looted those places, so can't be too upset. Animaculturies are Dwemer factories found within many strongholds. Dwemer constructs taken from Vardenfell, where many Dwemer ruins are present, appear to shut down when a certain distance between them and Red Mountain is reached. It also seems that many objects which may be found in ruins were once covered in mesh or cloth, which has decayed over the years. This would explain why the home comforts of the Dwemer may seem very spartan to visitors. There are also few large halls in Dwemer ruins. This could be due to the fact that most, if not all, Dwemer ruins are underground, where large interior spaces are difficult to fashion at best. Many Dwemer colonies were named after their rulers. The largest concentration of strongholds is in Vardenfell, which translates to City of the Strong Shield in Dwemeris. Many Redguards in Hammerfell have shown a particular interest in the Dwemer ruins there for unknown reasons. So let's talk about their appearance a little bit, so it's not as you would expect. Contrary to many legends, archaeological evidence of known Dwemer ruins leads one to believe that they were about the same size as the typical human or elf, evidenced by the fact that all existing dwarven armor is average sized, although some claim that the dwarven armor is either the outer shell of machines or mismatched pieces of various devices. It is speculated that the moniker Dwarf may have been given long ago by the giants of the Vallati Mountains, who would have perceived them to be unusually small, and thus deemed to have been Dwarves. Imperial excavation of Dwemer ruins supports the Dilexiac theory that that the translation of the Dwemer as Deep Elves might be read as smart elves. Indeed, perhaps the brilliant studies of Ehinefe mentioned in the Anuid are the dwarven or the dwarves themselves. Purported descriptions of the last living Dwemer cannot be relied upon as he was admittedly bloated and deformed by corpus and the only other visual examples come from sculptures of dormant spectres found in the ruined dwellings it can be deduced however that the long beards were popular among the lost elves and they were preferred they preferred heavy metal armors and robes. The remaining features could only be described similarly to that of other elven races, as no specific information exists. It is unknown whether the Dwemer worshipped any gods. However, it is known that they despised and scorned the Daedra and mocked the foolish rituals of their followers, preferring instead their gods of reason and logic. These may be metaphorical or literal in terms. Vivek, the author, capitalized them in his writings, which could be interpreted as an emphasized admonishment of their idolatry by means of substituting the spiritual worship with absolute faith in those ideals. It could also be meant to suggest some sort of defied representation of those ideas or aspects of the Dwarmer. Since the heart of Lorcan offered some sort of shared spiritual length among the Dwemer attuned to it, this could also refer to the collective reasoning and logic of the Dwarven people given voice through the powers of tonal architecture and the heart of a dead god. The Dwemer religion, if it can even be called that, is said to be one of the most complex and difficult puzzles of the Dwemer culture. Dwarven temples are known to exist, such as one located deep in the mines of Fang Lair. So, there are a couple of artifacts that I kind of mentioned some of them before, but let's talk about that really quick. Dwarven artifacts are highly prized throughout the Empire for trade and collecting, and although, since they are technologically the property of the Emperor under various imperial charters, their sale is often illegal. Everything from armor to housewares is greatly sought after, and smugglers will risk execution if caught for such profitable trade. Dwemer weapons and armor are especially valued and renowned for their excellent craftsmanship and sturdy design. However, acquisition of these is extremely dangerous, chiefly due to the remote locations of the ruins and the multitude of aged, unreliable dwarven machinery within, including centurions and other enema as well as sophisticated traps, with which the Dwemer were particularly fond. Yeah, there are a few traps when you go into Dwemer ruins. Scavenging for these artifacts is not only limited to the quote-unquote civilized races, mm-hmm. the Cold Snap Reikling tribe is a notable in that they have appropriated many of the Dwemer artifacts. Mm-hmm. Dwarves are known to have kept pets and kept them augmented and outfitted in Dwarven armor and mechanisms, as evidenced by these still extant animals, such as Dwarven armored mud crabs and Dwarven war dogs that are outfitted in Dwarven mechanical armor. you also see a troll, in, you know, kept by the Reiklings in Dwemer armor and ESO, so... Yeah, lots of mystery there. Not a whole lot known about the dwarves. Um, You do see Spectral Dwemer in Morrowind. So you do fight their ghosts in Morrowind. So that was pretty cool. And yeah, that's about it. Um, Centurions are something you don't want to fuck with until you are at a higher level. But um, yeah, that's about it as far as dwarves. So... So you may have noticed that this episode is coming out just about a week after the last one. So I'm not going back to a weekly schedule. I'm mainly doing this because of the Nintendo birthday episode that's coming out this weekend. So I decided to go ahead and do an episode of Tamriel Conventures in the meantime. And with that birthday episode taking place this weekend, I'll probably go ahead and do the first of the two-part Khajiit episode. Ah, you're finally getting around to Khajiit, no? Yes, I'm finally getting around to the Khajiit, so this first episode will talk about the different varieties of Khajiit. There's many different varieties. If you've ever played the Elsewhere chapter of ESO you'll know that you'll see plenty of them so I'll do the varieties first and then get into the history in part two so and that'll be the end of my races series so with me starting Adra and Daedra after that I'll probably talk about Lorcan first we mentioned him a little bit in the episode that we did today with the heart of Lorcan, so Lorcan, he is mixed up a lot in the creation myth of tamriel so i'll talk about him first once i get into the aedra and the daedra but that's about it so thank you once again to the hive for sponsoring this episode and Thank you guys for joining me and this journey. I really appreciate all of the listeners that I have this show. And if you would like to get a hold of me, if you would like to actually reach out and communicate with me, you can do that on Twitter and Instagram, Twitter at P and Instagram at Adventures. You can also email the show at Podcast at gmail.com. And if you wanted to watch my Twitter Not Twitter, but Twitch streams. You can do that at sulior, twitch.tv slash sulior. Um, Also, if you'd like to jump in ESO with me, there is a guild both on PC North America and on Xbox. So, with PC North America, my username is Eegold, E-E-G-O-L-D, and with Xbox, it is Sulior, S-U-L-I-O-R-E. I don't think I ever spelled that out. I cannot talk today. I really apologize. Spelled that out for you. So, um, also, I, I can't believe I keep forgetting this, but this show and my other show Nintendo, has a discord server so if you would like to join that there is a link in the show notes of this show if that doesn't work just hit me up on discord it's suly or s-u-l-i-o-r-e so that is really about it so as always stay safe adventurers